0: everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us again. This is this is season 2, episode 4 of the Overland Bound podcast. And you know, in the know, we call that S2E4. You guys can laugh. It's okay. And ha ha. There you go. There you go. Oh, oh Michael. <laughs> the the <laughs> lights came on. And tonight uh, with me, I have Ryan, Chris, Dane, and Steve. I'll let them do their own introductions, but they are are, uh, a few of our Overland Bound ambassadors. And we're gonna talk about um, some common topics that come up in the community and get to know these guys a little bit better. Um, Why don't we go around the virtual room? We will start with Ryan, with your name, rank, and serial number, please.
1: Sure, sounds great. So Ryan Mathis, uh, I've been serving as the Southwest and Rocky Mountain Regional Ambassadors for the past, for most of 2017, um, and I'm currently moving into an ambassador at large uh, role as my family and I are relocating back to the East Coast, back to North Carolina. Cool,
0: thank you, Ryan. Chris, go ahead, you're up. Uh,
2: Chris Jones, Um, I live in uh, Massachusetts. I'm the ambassador to uh, the East region. Um, and we've we've chatted before, so I think I think that's about all I need to say.
0: Yeah, you try and upstage everyone. You're trying to upstage <laughs> all the ambassadors. You're like, I got two podcasts now. <laughs> it's a competition. That's how we roll. How we roll. And um, uh, Danan, go ahead. Yes,
3: Danan Coleman is my name, Overland Bound member 1358. I am the Southeast Ambassador. And... I uh, enjoy long 4x4s four on the beach and, and camping with good people.
0: So like the Defender 130, that would classify as a long 4x4 four four on the beach. Never heard of it. Yeah, and those are no, good, too, kidding. because <laughs> they don't corrode. And, and, Steve, and Steve, Steve,
4: you're up. Okay, I'm um, Steve. I live in uh, north-central Ohio. Um, I am the ambassador at large, one of the ambassadors at large now. And, uh,
0: yeah. What so, so Steve, has been, yeah. Tell us what you're Nobody driving.
4: else was answering the questions.
0: They, Amazing. they all went off script that just like they always do. <laughs> Damon almost answered it.
3: <laughs> I forgot the home state yeah. question and, the,
0: and what I drive. Go Steve. What do you drive Steve? Okay.
4: We're driving a, uh, 2016 Toyota 4Runner, and uh, we're pulling a Hiker trailer with it. We just got in September, so we haven't taken it out at all yet. i um, really looking forward to camping for a change on our overlanding, adventuring, wandering trips. What
0: uh, what what temperature is it there right now, Steve?
4: It's uh 22. It's it's warmed up quite a bit.
0: Oh, it's it's balmy. It's only 60 here in in California, uh, so I do have a coat on. All right, you guys, collectively as a group, we, we met a lot of, um, uh, you know, we all have diverse backgrounds, um, overlanding this lifestyle, um, choosing to go out there and see what's around the bend, um, long-term travel, short-term travel, you know, just for the group tossing it out there, um, what was the thing that made you identify or when did you identify, this is something that I think is, is important to me. Um, and I'm going to do it and make it a part of my life. I'm just opening it up to the group. No one in particular.
4: This is Steve. Oh, guess, and I'm going to go yes, first go. because I am atypical. Go. Um, <laughs> we are recently retired and recently empty nesters as of two years ago. So we decided it was time that we start taking real vacations rather than just real two or three weeks during the summer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we got a daughter that's going to college in Seattle and we started planning our trips out there and where all we were going to visit on the way out and back and decided that uh, I was going to look online and see what kind of adventures we could get. And we stumbled upon this site called, actually we stumbled up on YouTube with a guy mm-hmm. asking what is overlanding and watch the videos and go, Hey, we can do that. At the time we yeah. were driving around in a Subaru, so we can do that. That describes us. We're not, Four wheelers or out rock crawling or things like that. So that kind of got us started. Um, we take two, three, five, six, eight week trips once or twice a year, and just try to get lost.
0: Yeah, you started um, your your previous rig was a a Subaru four wheel yep, drive. out Outback. <clears throat> outback. And so now you you've moved up to something with a bit more room, and as you mentioned, a bit more towing capacity. So you can you can you can do a bit more. You you said you're atypical, but I think you know what what does happen is you know as you do more, as you do you know as you do it for a longer duration, your vehicle will change um, with your needs. And if your vehicle is no longer serving your needs, then you move to to something else which which you guys have done. Yep. As people share, I, I may be, you know, sharing antidotes about, about the ambassadors. Um, I've worked with these guys for quite a while and they contribute so much to the community. Steve was there at the very beginning um, and really helped to shape what the forums are. And even when we were evaluating various, you know, forum softwares, Steve was giving feedback and telling me what sucked. not not holding back which is exactly what we needed um and and steve's been with the community for a for a really long time thanks steve all right who's next who wants to share
1: thank you so i'll I'll, this is ryan i'll go next uh so i've i have i've been a jeep owner pretty much driven a jeep since 99 when i bought my first one and back in the in the early 2000s you know started doing what what you know I was terming expedition style camping and trips so getting in the jeep and doing long point a to b to c to d and camping along the way and and as it stopped becoming you know lazy backpacking and cool overlanding and in, in in sort of the terminology that in the in the mid 2000s to late 2000s just really started to Adopted as a lifestyle, we do it as, as the majority of our trips. It's how we want to see the U.S. Um, in twenty, I get this wrong. Twenty twelve, we had uh, our first child and uh, really wanted to raise him <laughs> to develop. A, I, I did get it right. I, I wrote it on the whiteboard. Um, Good job. To develop <laughs> that, 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 that passion for the outdoors and adventuring, and uh, you know, we try to go two you know at least two weekends a month or something like that having lived in New Mexico now for the past three years it is just a a a paradise out here of being able to go for a you know whether it's one night two nights or you know you can do a a three-week loop and come back it's just it's pretty amazing out here
0: that is awesome you put on quite a few Ryan you put on a, a bunch of miles um you know this last year was crazy for you I do you even know how many miles you put on this last year Yes, October
1: 1st to December 31st at 11.15 p.m. We drove just under 21,000 miles, (laughs) and I did that across three vehicles. So uh, it started out in early October. And visited a bunch of people. And and visiting a ton of people. Um, Went out to Expo East and back. uh, Went to uh, did the Mojave Road again and back. Did uh, the Baja 1000 and back. Went to Minnesota and back, and then drove to uh, Fort Lauderdale for a Christmas cruise. But we made a trip out of it. We tried to stay on a lot of back roads. And we tried to hit a different city and do something unique in that city each night on the way there. And the second to the last night, we uh, our unique item was meeting uh, Danon and Jade for dinner and having a great time.
0: That's cool. awesome. Um, I think we've all we've all met, have we all met each other in person.
4: No. Uh,
2: no, no, Dana, really? and Chris, Dana and I
1: were doing that math. We were trying to figure out yeah. which ambassador has met the most others. Yeah,
0: in I haven't person. met. Chris, we've never met in person, right?
2: No, no, we haven't.
0: It's crazy. I feel like I you know don't worry, you so Michael, it. well. Don't worry about it. Oh no, I'm sure it is. I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I know you so well. It's it's hard to imagine we have never actually <laughs> met in person. Um, but Ryan, Ryan and Corey and I met on the Mojave Road uh, last year in person for the first time. Um, and then Ryan, you just been have been so actively involved in the community and just sort of it just really embraced it, um, and you know, kind of just you know living what we stand for. And you've been a tremendous help. And basically, you know, with Jordan and Chris. You know, you guys—the three of you—ran Overland Expo East this year, um, and it's just been—it's been great having you in the community and as as part of the crew. Appreciate it. We appreciate it very sincerely. Um, Should we talk to Dana? Should we give him a chance?
2: I don't know. Has he changed that diaper yet? Yeah, did he change it? Yep, the diaper has changed. Sweet. Good.
3: I'm all nice and fresh. <laughs> oh, the baby's diaper. Yes, The that's baby's diaper, too.
4: yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah.
3: So uh, how did I get into it? Well, um, my family and I have been road tripping ever since I was a little kid, and I always enjoyed the next time that I got out of the vehicle, we were at a completely different place. Um, and And then as I got my license, I would – just drive to drive because I loved it, and then I my first vehicle was my first Overlander was a 1985 Mazda RX-7, uh, not four wheel drive, but I would take it off road because growing up in Southern California, it's pretty easy to just pull off the road and get back into the mountains back behind um, your city in Southern California, so I had a specific spot that I would always go to and just it. If I was upset, even if I was happy, but particularly when I was upset, I just drive <laughs> out there, and it just totally calmed me down. And so my love for the outdoors is, is, deep. I, like nobody can say it better than John Muir, for, in my opinion, because when he was in the city, he was sick and not feeling well, and as soon as he got out to the mountains, he just felt better. And that's exactly how I feel when I get out of the city and, and into the wilderness. So, um, yeah, now, now I've got a four wheel drive 2016, uh, um, Toyota Tundra and I put 40,000 miles on it since October, 2016 and I work at home. So, (laughs)
4: yeah.
3: And, uh, Yeah, I just – I love being out on the road and then as – it took a little bit of time to get my wife introduced to the fact that when you wake up while camping, there is no shower. Um, (laughs) But she's she's come a long way and now she loves it too. So that's kind of how I got into overlanding. Oh, and then I stumbled upon Overland Bound when I was trying to figure out how do I do a roof rack for my truck – And Michael, your video on your roof rack had recently been put up. And that was my introduction to Overland Bound. Wow.
0: That's been a while ago. I mean, you're touching on something, you're, you're touching on something very core when you say, you know, Hey, when I got outside it, it, it sort of calmed me down. Um, you know, kind of that's part of the reason I won't go too deep, but that's part of the reason for the founding of Overland Bound is to connect more people with that. Yeah. That, that reality. Um, what so danan gets credit for kicking off this crazy ambassador mess yeah. i got to say you, <laughs> you, you you really you really do right i mean so yeah.
3: you i was you, that little rock that that started at the top of the mountain that snowballed into this
0: yeah but it's it was it was an awesome realization and it you know um it you brought you brought forward uh, a need to have you know local and regional representation for members, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you know we saw Overland Bound growing, and you created a Facebook group that was for your area, and naturally we went through that transition where it was like, oh man, okay, so we need we need to be doing this because there does need to be local regional support. And so we started the the ambassador program so that new members can reach out to folks in the area for local resources and to meet other overland bound members. And so you get you get full credit for that. It's been a pain in my ass ever since.
3: Yeah, that's right. I and I remember when Bye. when we were talking about when we were talking about the ambassador program, nobody ever like you and Corey and I, Corey and I had a couple of phone conversations. are like, yeah, we should do that. It was like so. Do am I invited? And like, yeah, I was like, oh yes, yes. I'm not kicked out a bit of over and bound for all the crap that I caused.
0: No, no, it's, it's great. I mean, and this program will continue to grow. I just, I joke about I know, I know. it being a pain in the ass because this is just going to. I mean, this part, this aspect of it is just going to grow. Insurance, it's, it's bound to change over the years, but it's just going to continue growing because it is a need. You know, especially as we get bigger, people want to connect with people locally. So, yeah, right. it's great. All right. Well, I guess that's it. I guess that's mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Time to time <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Chris. I oh, was just, Chris? <laughs> I'm just trolling, Chris. <laughs> you said that. And I was like, yeah, I'm it an, is everybody. I'm an expert troll because I have lots of resources to draw from. <laughs> Chris, go. <laughs> um, yes, I.
2: I mean, overlanding was really for for me kind of born out of necessity i grew up in the woods i've you know been a backpacker um fly fisherman hunter all of that stuff for the vast majority of my life and um you know i I really wanted to get my wife into it but the backpacking thing is just not something um that she that she can do uh for you know health purposes health reasons and so the idea of getting a four by four to get us out to those you know extremely remote places that i really loved being in and that i wanted to share with her and then eventually share with you know my daughter um that was really where that all started um i didn't know that there was a name for it or anything you know it's at the time it was you know i had just bought my my isuzu trooper And, uh, was just kind of looking around to figure out, um, you know, what, what can I do? What can I do with this thing to, to, you know, help me get out to those places that I want to reach. Um, and I I was a part of several different forums and just got kind of tired with how, I don't know how to say it, but how petty it would be sometimes, you know, yeah. I'd ask a question and, and just get shit on <laughs> for asking a question. <laughs> and so, right. and so I, you know, Beep. and, and, <laughs> um, and so that's, you know, where I found Overland Bound, I think it was, I think it was early 2014. Um, and, you know, I was noticing that It was just very different everybody was super welcoming and wanted you know wanted to help out and you know there are people that want to help out on the other forms too that's not to say that you're not going to find that there but you know it's i didn't i wasn't going on the forums and asking questions because i wanted people to preach politics i was asking those questions because i wanted somebody to tell me you know is this lift kit going to work with my vehicle is it worth doing it
0: yeah so
2: um i'll second that That's you know that's really where I got started with overland bound and um, I haven't really looked back. I love it. It's it's a fantastic community. There's so many people that are uh, extremely helpful and yeah. uh, and I wanted to I wanted to give back to that community as you know as they kind of really got me started into overlanding as a as a lifestyle. Yeah. So I,
1: I know it's not like me to go unscripted and out of turn, but I think Chris touched upon a great question for us, which is why overland bound, <clears throat> you know, and, yeah. and I'll give you my perspective on that. It's the the community atmosphere and the community feeling of overland bound is completely different. Like Chris was mentioning from the other clubs and forums, et cetera, that, that I've been a part of in the past. I mean, I wore a, a Land Rover traction control t-shirt to a Texas Jeep club Christmas party and it didn't go over like i was i thought it was funny
4: <laughs> <laughs> about like <laughs> a girl in the french well how huh? did i
1: stay till the end of the party but <laughs> you know that there's a big difference in the in the community atmosphere that i immediately started to recognize in overland bound it was just infectious it just yeah. it just made me want to be a part of this community and do more and more to help foster that community and help it grow
0: yeah i you know i feel like i should say a, a couple of words here you know as we've grown. So these are part of our core principles, right? And maybe, I don't know if that's the difference or if that is some kind of difference, but we all, I know as a community, we try and draw ourselves back to that. And we certainly haven't been perfect over the years, especially with an organization that has grown so quickly. And, you know, while it's growing so quickly, we're all trying. And when I say we all, I mean the ambassadors and Corey and myself, everyone's trying to figure out the best way to manage it. And I think we've done a good job under the circumstances, but we're always drawn back to those core principles. We, I, you know, I do sort of treat, you know, Overland Bound, even though it's, you know, large, I, I tend to 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 treat it like our, our house, our living room, you know, and, and there's certain behavior that is okay um, and certain behavior that's not. And we certainly are, you know, we, we we don't build ourselves up at the expense of tearing other people down. That's not how we roll. And we're here to be helpful and non-judgmental. And we do, you know, everyone starts. Everyone starts from somewhere, and you know, given that connection with the great outdoors is fundamentally important, at least that's how we believe. Um, there's no reason. In fact, it's 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 very bad to put any kind of superficial barrier between somebody who's seeking information to do that. You know, uh, it's not, it's not what we do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear, I, I guess I'm glad to hear you guys say that too.
3: I was surprised in the Southeast when I set up a couple of, uh, get togethers, people asked, Hey, can I bring my kids? I was like, are you kidding me? Absolutely. You know, this yeah. isn't an adult only activity. It's, you know, we want families, bring your dogs, bring your cats if they're on a leash, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> You know, bring your animals, bring your family, bring your wives. It should be a family thing, a family oriented thing, because taking, you know, just kind of unplugging from wherever you might be and going out, even if it's to meet fellow Overland Bound members, there's a sense of camaraderie that that I've never had in any other group that I've ever been a part of. And And like an example of that is a couple of times while driving up to Tennessee or Virginia, I'd put a forum post. Hey, I am driving through this area at roughly this time. Who wants to meet me for breakfast or lunch? And we have people show. Uh, we have other overland bound members show up, and here, here we are. Never met each other, just hanging out at Cracker Barrel for forty-five minutes to an hour, and we part as as good friends because we have this common purpose and this common group.
0: You know that as it's developed, that has been one of the most rewarding things for us. Is the way that the community is interacting together, and it started as a very one-way conversation with you know me writing some how-to articles on a blog and my mom reading them, um, to <laughs> <laughs> to really a, a, a global community that that gets together, connects with one another, relies on one another to, to be re, a resource for one another, um, and especially you know with what overlanding represents, which is you know long duration. Vehicle-dependent travel—you need support, and you need you need geographic support where you're traveling. So that has been
4: mm-hmm.
0: um, hugely rewarding to watch uh, grow. Um, you know, I don't know who's gonna—I don't know who's gonna hear this. So I—I I know that I've kind of uh, I've hit this topic lots before, and there's lots of references to it. But I'll try and give the very abbreviated reason for how and why I got into it um, and why I started doing Overland Bound in 2010. And it's really, you know, it goes back to, you know, the way I was raised. Uh, My father was a a forester and my family had a logging company and we lived in a town of 360 people. So it was really the way we grew up um, with that connection to the great outdoors. And, you know, even at the age of, you know, 11 and 12 in the summers, my mom would say, get the hell outside. I'll see you tomorrow. And we'd go figure out where we were going to sleep. And then, you know, I got out of that kind of environment, um, and got into the software development industry. And for decades, I did that cubicle environment office. And, um, you know, I I was doing anything, but having a connection with the great outdoors. It was all digital. And then a, bunch of shit went down in my life, which I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, um, as life does to everyone. It just handed me a shit sandwich. And when that happened, um, almost involuntarily, I turned back to the outdoors and just kind of explosively, um, impulsively bought a rig and disappeared into the woods for a few days. And when I was doing that, I just, I was reconnected. And at that moment, I was like, holy shit, you know, like this has been, <laughs> this has been missing in, in my life. And I've just been weird and crazy cause I haven't had this. And so, you know, Dana, and you mentioned John Muir, John Muir did say it best, uh, in a lot of ways. And there, there has been, um, um, many other, you know, examples. We go crazy if we have everything figured out. We are nomadic. We are explorers. We are wanderers. And if we eliminate that from our life, we get weird. We need to be innovative. We need to not know what the answer is. We need to not know what's around the corner. We need to discover new things. And when our life is just get in a commuter bus, go to work, sit in a cubicle, do what, is what we do every single day, come home, rinse and repeat, you will go nuts. And so that was the, that was the start. That was the start of Overland Bound. It's like, you know, we'll be a resource to as many people as possible um, to figure out, you know, how to do this and make it accessible. And no, you don't need to have a, a lifted, an eight-inch lifted vehicle or a specific make or model or anything like that. You should just have a connection with the great outdoors and vehicles gets anyone there, whether you're disabled or you can't backpack or you can't hang glide or you can't do this or that. If you have a capable vehicle, you can go and find a connection. Um, yep. All right, I said I was going to make it short, and then I just rattled on. That's <laughs> no, okay.
3: You, you can guys should have out.
0: You, you guys should have stopped me.
3: <laughs> Sorry, we were all enraptured with what you're saying.
0: <laughs> so that's yeah. So that's 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 how that's how we got into it, and um, it you know in some ways it seems like a lot of folks sort of come to it after that realization. They're like, oh yeah, I should be doing more of this. Um, So now that we've decided it's a good thing to overland and now that we have about um, 30, now that we have about 10 minutes left, why don't we hit on some big questions slash number one reasons or you know obstacles for somebody just getting started, you know, from your various regions, you know, what do you what do you hear from folks? What are some major obstacles? What are common themes when somebody is just getting started in this overland thing? Anyone? Yeah, I, I think Steve. number one, the number one
1: thing we hear time and time again is the, I don't know, and then fill in the blank, right? I don't know where to go. I don't know how to meet up with folks. I don't, I don't know what I need to go on a trip. Um, you know, we, we hear those quite frequently, and I think that, you know, the, the number one way to start answering those when you're just starting out is the community itself as a resource, and it is the best resource. Uh, you know, we see a lot of people that start in the, in the members start here and they'll introduce themselves and they'll talk about what kind of rig they have. What we don't really see enough of, and that is, and it, you know, who wants to meet up so that we can go do something cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's nothing, you know, to tag to that. There's, there's nothing more educational if you're just getting started than hanging out with some people that have solved a bunch of problems with their own overland rig. Because you yes, see the indeed. whole Yeah, you see the whole cross section. It's like going to going to college to see somebody else's see somebody else's rig that's been on the road for five years.
4: What I like seeing more and more on the forum is is the very question that I started out with myself is I've just got this Subaru. Where am I going to be able to go with this? I need to do stuff to it. And yeah. more and more on the forum people are saying just take what you have out and see what you need to do. Right. Yeah. Just use it as yes. it is. You don't need to get you, a lift. You, you don't divert. need to get springs. You do. See what breaks. See what the shortcomings are. See where you can't go and then do something about it. Don't just yeah. spend thousands of dollars and years getting your thing ready ready, ready to go when you can just go out now.
2: Yeah. yeah I, th- I think that's a huge hang-up that a lot of people have is, uh, you know, my rig's not ready for – so in such and such trip right like it's they see somebody's posted you know we're gonna go do this uh and and the the huge hang-up that so many of the the newcomers have is well my rig's not going to be ready for that and it's you know there are some trips where yes that's absolutely true but i think the vast majority of the time people don't realize how capable their rig actually is without doing anything to it
0: yeah we have a agree. we have, you know, we have the saying: it it doesn't matter what you drive, um, it does matter where you drive it, right? <laughs> but where you where you can go is oftentimes very, you know, it's 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 amazing, and I, we certainly. I've heard the same thing, you know, where people contact me all the time, and they're like, you know, as soon as my rig's ready, I'm going to you know, join Overland Bound or become involved with the community. And it's kind of like, uh, your rig's probably ready now. And, you know, y- you'd be amazed what you can, what you can do with it. And certainly spending money is not a barrier to ex- exploration.
4: I spend a lot, well, I I I a lot, that, lot but... of nights out camping and on the road in a, in a 1969 Fiat station wagon with nylon tires. So, yeah, I'll <laughs> be you to get out there and do things, see an awful well, lot of interesting places.
1: We all remember the sixty <laughs> <laughs> <not on> <laughs> yeah. nine fiat. True true story I had Seriously, for every though. time I'd heard that vehicle brought up today. <laughs> uh, you know, one, one of the coolest stories, and I think this is part it goes back to the community, is um, you know, in the founding principle it doesn't matter who you drive, Chris Jordan and I met a member at the booth at Expo East and he was talking about all these trips and member meetups that he kept that he goes to in Pennsylvania. And we we're like, oh, cool! That's really cool. Where do you live? He's like, oh, I live out on Long Island. We're like, oh, what do you drive? He's like, a Honda Accord. And we we're like, yeah. oh. He's like, yeah. I get in my Accord and I drive out to Pennsylvania, and not once have I ever showed up at a at, a, at an Overland Bound meetup, and somebody wasn't just like, hey, you want to hop in and ride with us? Yeah, and I think that's you know that that I get the, I, you know I get goosebumps just thinking back yeah. on it because it's that's that's a differentiator in, in our world than, than a lot of other forums for
0: sure. Yeah
3: yeah i have to agree with that i mean true story i was i don't remember where i was virginia or tennessee or florida or somewhere but um this person came up with because i've got you know my badge on the back of my truck and and it says overland bound and text above the tundra um, stamp and they're like hey i've heard of you guys i was like oh yeah cool we got to talk, and he was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, but I drive a mini." I was like, "Oh, that's perfect. You can park in the same parking lot that I'll be parking in when I go camping at this campsite. And they it took it, they were taken aback by that because here they have a completely built for the asphalt vehicle, and I said, "Well, you can do it too. Once again, backing up, it does it really doesn't matter what you drive. I mean, i I literally started out myself in an eighty five Mazda rx seven and that was the first time i went off road off a pavement road was in that car and i made it and i was hooked ever since
1: yeah (laughs) and i think that's a cool question too is like danon mentions the 85 um what was it danon an 85 what rx7 rx7 mine was a 1982 toyota cressida and you know i think (laughs) oh our our first overland vehicle yeah like I don't think that's going to be uncommon amongst us you know part of the drive is just getting out and exploring and it doesn't matter what you're in I mean I I did so much of the uh, Western North Carolina Eastern Tennessee Forest Service roads and an 82 Toyota Cressida that you yeah. know,
0: that just didn't matter great suspension on those I what things. I had. <laughs> this is connected yeah this is connected with something else oh yeah and by the way you guys would be amazed where a 1985 Chevy citation can go yeah um, <laughs>
4: Have but I this ever is told
0: you about my Fiat? <laughs> I think I'm 69 with nylon tires, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it touches on another topic, which is cost as a barrier to entry. Which is, you know, it it, it it's kind of ludicrous, um, and I'll, I'll say it I'll say it because of this. E- literally every you know every lifestyle or every life choice and every activity and every hobby or anything you want to call it has a a range of potential costs and entry points and really the sky is always the limit it doesn't That's matter right. what you're talking about you know so you know, I really will actively dispel the you know some common wisdom or the concern that you know oh I can't get in for under one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. You know, it's like oh, oh yes, you can That's buy a Mercedes. Technically, you technically can buy a ninety thousand. Yeah, you could technically <laughs> by, by, by definition, if you read the definition. No, uh, but you know, I mean, yeah you can start by buying a, uh, a, a very expensive vehicle and then further outfitting it and that's gonna cost you a hell of a lot of money. But you know, recently I posted that thing on that rig on Instagram which was an old Toyota that was lifted and the guy had built the, um, the enclosure on the back of it and we got into a conversation with him. He had sourced all his own parts including the, the base vehicle and he had put it together for 2,700 bucks. And people said, you know, that's bullshit, but it wasn't bullshit. That's what he put it together for, and it was a very capable, enviable rig. So, I mean, you, you, you kind of decide what's important. Is the is the vehicle important to you? Is that what you're all about, or are you all about getting outside? And if you're all about getting outside, stay warm and have water.
2: You're fucking well, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, <clears throat> Lucille, or I, well, for those of you that don't know, Lucille is my 2002 Azuzu Trooper. Uh, and she was lovingly named that for a very specific reason that I won't go into at this very moment. Oh my God, I don't uh, think you should. <laughs> I have a feeling there are a
1: lot of Arrested Development fans listening <laughs> huh.
2: All right, super quick uh, 2002 Azuzu Trooper, her name is Lucille after Lucille Bluth. For those of you that don't know, Lucille Bluth is the matriarch of the Bluth family in Arrested Development. And the reason that my vehicle is called Lucille is because she is a heartless bitch that will leave you stranded in the middle of nowhere. But you love her <laughs> anyway. So, so any anywho... I mean, it's, but I mean, that's, and, and the point that I want that, you know, that I want to make here is, um, it's actually been a fantastic rig apart from the transmission issue that is actually completely solved that now, um, I'm into it total, all said and done from the time I purchased it to right now with the current modifications that I have to it, I'm into it for less than 10 grand.
0: Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Over time,
1: having, right? Having been on a trip with Chris and Lucille in my um, 2014 JK, when I was dumping a five-gallon gas can to get to the la- to the next town, and hey, he hey. still had he still had a third of a tank of gas, they got a really good <laughs> chuckle out of it.
2: <laughs> I did. Uh, I took pictures too. If anybody wants to see
0: that, yeah,
3: I do. I'd please send those pictures, or it didn't happen. Cool.
0: All right. Um, we're just at about uh the time to wrap up. is there a, a topic or convert or 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 question that um any y'all want to cover before we sign out?
3: Yeah, I just want to let people know that everything that we said is total lie. You can't actually overland for less than ninety five thousand so. dollars
0: <laughs> if but you even <laughs> tr- if you even try, the forest will kick you out
2: does that mean? Does that mean I'm not an ambassador anymore? <laughs> uh, no,
3: no. You can ambassador, embass, but you cannot overland.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I'm not sure so that I'm, just, yeah. I'm just, I'm so just posing. Somebody's going to fact check you on the usage of that, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, no, the see. last thing I would say, um, you know, before out of time, is you know, this is just a, this is a small portion of the ambassadors that Michael and Corey and the community have identified. Yeah. And, you know, if the others were on it wouldn't, it wouldn't sound any different. You know, we all, we all share the same sort of voice and passion and reason of why we got into this. And it's, you know, it's a really cool group. You know, you can, you can take any slice of the ambassador group and and you'll hear very common themes and messages as this small slice.
0: Yeah, that's a very, is a very good point. We have uh, ambassadors in many different time zones around the world. Um, and uh, like you said, they hold very similar, very similar values, a really great, really great group. Um, we might also do some uh, follow-up podcasts with, with other ambassador individuals as well. Is that a, is that a nice way of saying you're not going to air this one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Hmm. Good trial. Maybe man. I'll just do Yeah, it's a good trial. It's, it's a good trial. Well, All right, what else, you guys? What else?
3: I think we should, that that we all want to thank you for putting this in this thing in place, putting this oh, yeah. concept together.
0: Oh, I try. <laughs> yeah. you, you try hard. Corey, Corey and I are over here. We're <laughs> hamsters on the I, hamster I, I wheel. I'm talking to
3: Corey. I know. <laughs> I, I've seen your living room, and, I, and yes, you are. You don't yeah. have a house, you have a fulfillment facility.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get better as we'll get better as time goes by, and and uh, you know that we'll always grow, and lots of exciting things coming up, which we're we're really stoked about. And they sort of uh, the things we're putting in place support, you know, our founding principles and some of the things you guys have been talking about today. Um, and then you uh, you know mentioning the other regional ambassadors, we're also we're also constantly refining our regional program, and you know, as the community grows, we're growing into other regions as well. We'll continue to get better there too. All right, you guys. So in summary, once you get together your $95,000 and you identify your four-wheel drive locked vehicle, then mm-hmm. you can overland.
2: Mm-hmm. Lifted, lifted. It's gotta well, be it lifted. Have to it be has inside. to have an RTT too, you know.
0: got. Yes. It. you have to have a rooftop tent. <clears throat> if you don't have a, a snorkel shower you, and if you don't have a snorkel forget about it you need a drone yep. you need
3: so that you can prove that you spent ninety five thousand dollars on it
0: yep you need a drone uh anything else i'm forgetting in the overland kit a cameraman cameraman a you bring your own, a yeah, yeah
3: your own cameraman
0: yeah you gotta do that ah just kidding hey you guys thank you very much for spending the time today uh, appreciate it. And um, we'll talk to you more soon. See you guys later.
2: Yeah. See you.
0: All, All right. right. Hey. See ya. And, oh, wait. One last thing. You guys, anybody listening, uh, you can get a hold of these guys on the forums. They are clearly identified in the forums how you can get in touch with them. And if you have any questions about the ambassador in your region, just reach out to us. Michael at overlandbound.com or on the forums, and we'll let you know who to talk to. Is that about right, guys? Yep. Perfect. That's about right. Cool. All right, you guys. Good night. Thank you very much. Good night. Good night, guys.